All right, Daf. Nun Beis Amud Beis, about five lines from the bottom at a new Mishnah. Three scenarios here. All of them cause potential damage to someone, but you're not really able to discern the damage. We'll call that Hezek She'ino Nikr, because it really changes like the halachic status, but not the physical standing. So, A Hametame, B Hametame, and three Hamanasech. Let's say you have some uh, produce, and I'm metame it. I give it the cooties. Can you see it? No, but it's like now problematic. Or medame, you have to say have some chulin, and I put some truma into it. Or you have some chocolate, and I put some peanut butter into it. Uh, well, now it's a big problem because uh, potentially people could eat it before couldn't. And finally, hamenaseich, let's say you have some uh, wine, and I splish splash it, l'shem the avodazora for Jesus, for the getchka, whatever it might be. Um, all those things, you can't see any physically changed thing to do with it, but yet there was a loss. Well, if the person who's responsible for this did it b'shoikik, he's pater. If he did b'mezid, he's chayev. Itmar. All right, let's discuss one of these issues. There's a machokas between Rav and Shmuel. Menasech. Menasech, we don't really relate to it these days. You don't splash wine, l'shem, worshipping an idol or worshiping Hashem. We just don't do that. Um, splashing wine could be there's a bucket of wine you splash it around. It'd be pouring wine, which we're familiar with, like the Nisuch Yayin that happened all the time in the Beis HaMikdash. Menasech. Machlokas Rav and Shmuel. Rav, why circle Damar? That the way to understand Menasech in the Mishnah is Menasech Mamish. You're actually doing something. You're, 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 you're using your hand to physically cause the, the wine to move around. Shmuel says you're not. I circled Shmuel. Shmuel Amar, that in the Mishnah, when we said Menasech, what it means is Ma'arev. He has a container of wine that's totally uh, fine. You pour in some, so to speak, non-kosher wine or some yayin nesach into it. What happens if you pour it in? The whole thing gets ruined. That's the machlokas. So when the Mishnah uses the term menasech, are you actually taking totally good wine, splashing it l'shem zara and turning it into yayin nesach, or are you taking yayin nesach, pouring it into what would be regular wine, making the whole taruvay sasser? Those are the two approaches, Rav and Shmuel. Why does each one say what they say, and why do they not want to say like the other one? So Manda Amar, I double underline this word Manda Amar, and then on the bottom line, words five and six are also Manda Amar. We're going to ask Shmuel, why don't you say like Rav? And then we'll go to Rav and say, Rav, why don't you say something like Shmuel? So Manda Amar Ma'arev, Shmuel, who said that what's going on is you're mixing in. My Amar Menasech, why did he want to say like Rav did? That what's going on is Menasech. Amar Lach, Shmuel would tell you, Oh, one second. It can't be minasech. What's the punishment for somebody who's minasech? That's one of the four ways of serving of Adazara. That's a, a death penalty. Minasech, kamle bidrabamine. We know usually when you do something that your action had two results, you get the worser punishment. You wouldn't have to pay at all in that case. So he doesn't want to say that. Vi'idach. I squiggled on the idach. Ben Rav, who does say that it's a case of minasech, what would he tell you? How could this be an example of where there'd be a chiyuv? Isn't he getting the death penalty? Well, Rav would tell you, similar to what Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yirmiya, Rav Yirmiya, underline Rav Yirmiya's name, that it actually is not happening at the same time. The two liabilities are happening at two different times. Bishaz Hagba, when you initially like lift up to take it or to steal it or to misuse it, that's when you're koina it, as far as the stealing. However, Mishayi ben Nafshay, the death penalty only comes later, until at a later time you take it, and then pour it out, or move it around, the shame, the Avodah So there might be a problem getting two punishments for the exact same act, but if it's two different acts, you can have the two different punishments. Period. Okay, the other way now. Ulaman Damar, I double in Ulaman Damar, according to Rav, 
who says what we're talking about here is Menasech. My time, Arev. Why doesn't he say that you're just mixing in? Um, well, Amarlach Rav would tell you Ma'arev. That's very nice, but that was one of the cases listed earlier. Hainu Midameya. What's the case of Midameya? The guy has a, a bucket of chulin wheat. Uh, somebody goes and puts some truma wheat in. In other words, putting something usher into something much. That would be the same thing over here. The guy has regular old chulin kosher wine. And you pour in Ankushan, that, that conceptually was already taught in the Midamea case. Okay? Now we turn to Shmuel and we say, hmm, Shmuel, what would you do with that? The Idach, I squiggle underline the Idach. This would be Shmuel. He would tell you that the uh, case of putting Truma into somebody else's Chulin. By the way, if somebody else has Chulin and you put some Truma into it, have you totally ruined it? No. It might be the, instead of inviting everybody over in the neighborhood to be able to eat it, you can only invite Joe Cohn and Harry Katz. Kohanim can still eat it. Now, you might have made it less valuable, but you haven't ruined it. And therefore, Shmuel will say, the liability there is only a knas. Normally, when you ruin something of somebody else's, you have to pay it. Let's say you didn't ruin it. You just, like, bumped it down a level. It's not as valuable, but it's still useful. And that's a knas, and therefore, that case of the truma mixed with the chulin, umi knas yalfin. And as a general rule, when there's a knas on something, you can't apply that to other cases. Knas mi knas lo yalfinen. Kama. Ulamandi yalif knas mi knas. So there actually is an approach that says it's not a problem to learn a precedent of a case for knas to another case of knas which we'll see is actually um, Rav. Kol Hanilamali. Then if you go through the cases in the Mishnah where you can learn one Kanas from another Kanas, the case of the Mishnah of Metame, Medame, Amenasi. Why do you need all of them? Just teach one of them that there's a Kanas and have the other ones that would also apply. Why do you need them? And now the Gemara is going to go through the three cases. Sricha, colon. De'i. Now, there's two possibilities of how you could be Metame. Um, you could be metame uh, somebody's truma. By the way, truma is supposed to stay tahor. It is supposed to stay tahor. If you're metame it, you ruin it. You could also be metame somebody's chulin. And then it also makes it not as usable as it would have been otherwise. Deitana metame. I don't like the word metame. Well, what are you being metame? We're going to have case A1 and A2. The reason I'm calling them case A because we had referred to the three cases in the mission as A, B, and C. A was the metame case. So in case A1, if it's truma, why do you need to be told? Well, you know why I have to teach truma. What happens to truma that became tame? Can the Kohen eat it? Never. It's like totally off limits now for the Kohen. The E, in case A2, metame chulin, if it's chulin that you have, which by the way, when you have chulin, you make a meal. You, can you invite Harry Cohn and, 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 and Jim Katz over to eat? Yes, you can, as long as it's all kept to her. Let's say it became Tame. Well, you have the rest of the neighborhood, just not the Kohanim around. So, the mitame chulin, mishum, if it's a case, mitame chulin. In other words, chulin. Can I go around and mitame things if I'm Tame? No, it's actually Aser, mishum da Aser, ligrim tumala chulin, shabaret sisral. That's why it'd be Aser. Aval midameya, that's the B case. What's midameya? Where you had something that was but you're just making it truma by mixing in some truma, I might have thought to say that there wouldn't be a liability. Okay, why not then teach that case? I That was the B case. If that was presented to us in the Mishnah, I would have thought that, you know why there's a kanas of the Chachamim there? The most common 
a situation, if you have two people that are maybe uh, getting on each other's nerves, is to do little things, little pokes. Like an outright gunshot to the head is highly unlikely. A little poke or a little shove is much more likely, or halakhically also. Uh, if, if I want to do something to bother you, I do a little thing, not a big thing. And therefore, it's a shriach, it's much more shriach that you had chulen, and I'm going to pour a little bit of truma into it. Aval metame, if I'm going to outright ruin the stuff, which is much less frequent happening in societies and cultures, I might have thought the Rabbana would not apply their Durabanan. Durabanans in general are things that are shriya, things that happen more frequently. If we were presented in the Mishnah with the first two cases of metame and metamea, that's the A and the B case, that in those situations, if the perpetrator did it, on purpose, he's chayiv. Mishum deloik kimli b'dirav You know why that is? Because what he's doing doesn't have some other big punishment. Aval menasech, anulai menasech, which is doing it l'shem niavodazor. That's like violating the doraisa iser of, of worshiping idols. The kimli b'dirav where that might kick in, you might get the worse punishment. A malo, I might have thought that you don't have to pay. Kamash malan just like Rabbi had said two lines from the bottom of the previous Amud that no there's no Kamli Bidrabamine because they happen at two separate times one when the item is lifted up and later the uh, punishment for serving uh, Vodazara comes only when the person is Minnasech with it it's interesting that we've taken it now and you know, even if, if a Goy holds the bottle of wine open bottle of wine isn't there anywhere they just because you don't have to use it because they say it's Because it could have been he touched it, the shame that. He touched it because he's your waiter and he's important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, the Chama's been very serious about, uh, you know, keeping uh, Christina and, and Tyreen off limits to uh, nice young Jewish men. I think that's the whole, the whole there is to keep us separate. <clears throat> I'm saying, here we're talking about, you know, he, he actually did something. He picked it up and he poured it. And he spent it. That, that's the Reinesa. But so that's for the Jew to be over the Daraisa, but for the guy, like you never know what the guy's intention are. By the way, it could be that Yayin Nesach is, even if you don't pour it out, even if you just move the Shem Nevodazara. Which kind of makes sense, that's why we don't want them touching yeah. it. Well, one thing it's done is uh, given us a very um, um, extensive kosher wine industry. There's lots of people making lots of money from the uh, wineries, which are, I guess, an ancient tradition from Rashi and back to according though to the following brisa, goes about a line and a half that he taught um, that says it's a little bit different order he says that chronologically the way things happened historically was the rabbis of the Jewish community said that metame and menasech those two would have been the ones that would have been listed off that if it was done in other words which one is not in the list there Metame was at A, B, or C in our list back in the Mishnah. That was A. Menasech was C. And only afterwards, historically, let's say another generation or two later, Chazru Loimar, Afa Medamea, they had also the B case. Then the whole order that we explained things up until now. We just explained the Mishnah that if you would have only told me the A case would no B, and B would no A, and then finally C. But if you tell me historically that the ones that existed were A and C, then what do you need B for? Kolhani Lamali. Kolhani Lamali, all the cases of the Mishnah, why do you need? Just teach one of them, and I would learn the others from it. Well, here you go, Tzricha. And all we're doing in this Tzricha is we're going to end up with the same three cases, but it has to be a different order as to what, how we have to be told. Number one, D. I squiggle and line the word D. D. Ashmin and Metame. Which one is that in the list we just had? 
That's the first one. So In that case, like the act that's being done is not some sort of serious violation in, in other circumstances. Of Almanasech, where the, the thing that's being done is pouring out for the Vodazor, the Kimle Bidurabamine, Amaloi would have thought maybe no monetary chiyuv. Kama. V'i, I squiggle in on the V input number two, V'i Ashmina Menasech, if we were told only in the case of Nesach, Mishum de Kamafsid Le Legamri. What happens to wine that was poured out for the Vodazora? Can't do anything with it. It's totally usher. Aval metame, where you're just making a tame, deloy mafsid le legamre. What can you do with tame wine? Well, you can't drink it if it's like truma, but you can use it, let's say, for animal food or for fuel, or for that matter, it's grain. Um, a I might have thought to say no, and therefore you have to tell me both. And then finally, the third stage, V-E, I squiggle in line this word, V-E-S-H-M-E-N and Hani Tarti. If we knew the case of Mitame and the case of Menaseh, Mishum to Hefsed Meruba, those are pretty significant losses to the item as it existed before. Aval Midameya, again, what's Midameya? Where you have some stuff that is cool and you get a little bit of truma mixed into it. To Hefsed Muad, it's a loss, but not a dead loss. It's basically still worth, I don't know, 60% or 50%. You just have to find a Cohen to consume it. Aim Aloha, I might have thought to say there would not be a liability. Therefore, it's Rifa. Period. That's why all three of those cases had to be taught. From here till the end of the shear, and really also going into uh, Sunday's shear into Nundalad, is a very big machlokas between Chizkia and uh, Rabbi Yochanan. We had seen in our Mishnah there's two scenarios. When the person did whatever he did, Beshoigeg, he's Patra, but when he did it, Bemezid, he's Chayev. What's the Iker Hadin? In other words, what's the bottom line halacha? If you do something and there's a result, we don't care if you're Shagir Mazid, you're either always going to be Pach or always going to be Chayev. Where's this distinction? And here's the background as to where the distinction is from. It's Machlos between Chizkia, who I put a uh, circle on Chizkia's name, and five lines later is uh, Rabbi Yochanan, directly underneath. One, two, three, four, five lines is Rabbi Yochanan. We circled him. So let's see the two opinions, and then we'll uh, at least start this uh, fantastically structured sugya. Amar Chizkia, Davar Taira, on a purely Taira level. Uh, if these damages are caused, echad shaygeg, whether it was done by the person who did the damage uh, by accident, echad b'mezer on purpose, chayev, he is liable. Now, what was the tzad hashav in all the cases in the Mishnah? They were all cases of a damage that was caused, but on a spiritual level or on a halachic level. There was no physically change. It wasn't like I took a baseball bat and smashed your vase or I, I banged your car window. There was no discernible physical difference. In other words, a hezek sheno nikr. My time, according to Chizkiah, that they'd always be chayev. Well, and I underline these five words, hezek sheno nikr, shmei hezek. That's the reason why. I double underline shmei hezek, that a damage which is not physically discernible is still considered totally a damage. And there's no distinctions made in the Torah. If you damage, like you do real damages to someone, very nice, you did it by accident, it was, we don't care, you are liable. Okay, and therefore, according to the way Chizkiah sees things, everyone should be liable, whether you did B'mezid or B'shoyig. Well then, Matam Amru B'shoyig Pater. Why in the Mishnah is the Psaac that if the person did it on act, by accident, that he's off the hook, that doesn't have to pay for it. And this is so brilliant. Kedeshiyoidiyu. You know why? Let's say you just accidentally were metame someone something, or you accidentally poured it, and you knew that you were going to be chayev. Maybe you shouldn't say anything. Like, just not mention it. 
which is really bad. Like if you accidentally poured battery acid into your mother-in-law's coffee, like you just wouldn't say anything about it, which is this is the spiritual equivalent to that. And much more do we want the people to come clean and say what happened as opposed to uh, not. And therefore, you know what we say? It's going to be putter. Well, ihachi, one second, if we're making the patur because we want the, you know, the reality of, of this change of status to be known, even if they did it on purpose, we should say that they would be putter. So Gemara turns around and probably is going to answer what Svi is thinking here, but one second. Doing on purpose means you actually want to ruin that thing for that person. Hashta le'oizuki kamichven, like Hezek, you want to damage a person. Odui le'oizuki and you're not going to let him know. Like, the whole fun of pulling the prank is that the person who you pulled the prank on knows the prank was pulled. If it's like Mr. Magoo and doesn't even know, then there's like no point even pulling the prank. Or, in this case, and it's interesting, Rashi has a different girsa here. Rashi's girsa is, and I, I, I think there's it's something significant, the way Rashi explains it at least, uh, about seven lines down in the Rashi, last word line is, because the girsa, at least in my Gemara, is le'azuki. Azuki for hezek means you, I damaged that guy that I don't like. And I'm not going to let him know? Like, of course I'm going to let him know. I want to get on his nerves. I'm doing it because I want to bother him. If I do it and he doesn't even know about it, like, what have I accomplished? Rashi's gear says, let's Litsuri kamichven. Let's read the Rashi. Rashi says, if I want to, I really don't like Steve. Steve really gets on my nerves. I'm trying to do something to cause him pain. If not for the fact that I can, hey, Steve, uh-huh, you know that truma that you got? You know what I did to it? Lama lo da'avad. Why in the world would the person do it? Okay, so again, bottom line, the one who causes damage is definitely going to let the one that was damaged know if he's doing it on purpose. As opposed to <coughs> the one who did it by mistake, people feel really uncomfortable coming clean with that. And the Rabbana want them to, though, because spiritually this stuff is problematic. The truma is tame, or the chulin has got true mixed into it, or the uh, stuff was nisucht to the Avodah Zorah. That's all chizkiah. Rabbi Yochanan, I put a box on Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan, who, by the way, I think he was a Talmud of chizkiah. I think chizkiah was one of those um, last generation tanoim, a student of Rebbe. Rabbi Yochanan is a Talmud. So anyway, chizkiah says, Davar Torah, actually the opposite, on a Torah level, Echad Shegev Echad Mezid, if the issue is Hezek Shein Nikr, is Pater. My time, what's the reason? Well, the way Rabbi Yochanan looks at things is, and I underline these six words, Hezek Shein Nikr, Loishme Hezek. Listen, there's damages. I physically destroyed your bowling ball, I smashed it into ten pieces. You can see a difference. How about if I, I don't know, rolled the ball down the lane, L'Shem Devot Zara? That's what it's showing that you can't see it. So normally, lo shmehezek. In which case, which is going to be the question? And what of the dinim? The uh, potter or the chayev? Well, then why b'mezid chayev? If it's not considered damage, well, we really don't want every group of people who have uh, uh, a, a not positive relationship with another group of people walking around making all of their stuff aser. That's really not good. And therefore, and he'll say, ha ha, putter on I'm putter. I gave your stuff to cooties. And then he'll give the cooties back. And we'll have a whole bunch of uh, very miserable people um, spiritually ruining everything of everyone else's. Do we want that? We definitely don't want that. So we say, amazed, there's going to be a chiv. The Gemara now is going to bring, I believe, three Tanaic sources. Um, all of them are really going to be uh, uh, questions 
on um, the opinions that Hezek Sheno Nikr is Shmei Hezek. Who said that Daraisa Hezek Sheno Nikr is Shmei Hezek? Chizkia. So we're going to have one and then another, and then another. we're going to keep attacking it. So the, I marked it with a series of triangles. The word Tznan has a triangle here. This is the first. Six lines later, first word on the line is Ha'olam. That next word is Masiv. I put a triangle on that uh, Masiv. Masiv Rebelozer. That's the second one. And then on Amud Beis, six lines down, first word on the line is Delo. In the middle of that line, it says massive. Put a triangle on that massive. It'll be a third um, attack on that. Again, we're gonna we're gonna keep attacking the approach that says Hezek Shainu Nikur is considered Hezek. So here's the first. It's not. We have a um, Mishnah. Should be coming up next week. It says like this: um, five word quote. The Mishnah box it off. Hakayhanim shepiglu b'mikdash mezidin chayavin. Kohanim are bringing korbanos for uh, the people in the base of Mikdash, the, the, the ones who do it. Pigle is if they have a machshava to do something, let's say, chutzles manoit, either the achila or the avod is going to be chutzles manoit. They have a machshava and that ruins the korban. So Kohanim, if they were processing a korban and they were mefagel it and they did it b'mezid, they're chayiv. Okay? Connector, vetani Allah, we have a little three-word addendum to that Mishnah, three words, and box it off. The reason why, apparently, that Kayan and Shemitah Mikdash, if they did it, is because Mipnei Tikkun Ha'olam, which again, we're going to keep the, the thread that's running through all these sugyas the, the last week or week and a half is Tikkun Ha'olam. The reason why that they're Chayiv is because of Tikkun Ha'olam. Now, V'i Amris, if you want to try to say, like Chizkiah did, that Hezek Shein Nikr, Shmei Hezek, that actually Hezek Shein Nikr is considered Hezek, then the Tikkun Ha'ilam has nothing to do with the fact that they're Chayev. They're Chayev, like anyone who's mazik something of someone else's. Hi, Shoyigin Peturin. Maybe they Tikkun Ha'ilam Ibaile. What should have been the Tikkun Ha'ilam, that which the rabbis jump in to do something, is to make the Shoyigin Pater. Because the starting point is that it should be Chayev. Everything should be Chayev. Every Hezek Shein Nikar is considered Hezek. Question, therefore, on Chizkiah. Well, answers the Gemara to defend that that's actually, like the words didn't indicate this, but this is what it means. That when we went from Kohanim Shepigul Mikdash Meizidin Chayim Neitikanoilam, that Neitikanoilam is not coming to qualify the Meizidin part, even though that's what it sounded like. Rather, this is the way to understand it, Meizidin Chayavin. Okay, let's make a Diuk. Let's have class. Diuk 101. If Meizid your Chayev, what would be Beshege? Potter. If the Bryce thing specifically, if you did it b'meizid your chayev, ha, the diuk would be shayigin piturin. Coming off to qualify the diuk of why if b'shayigin would be potter, you're basically taking what was written, the meizid and chayev, the diuk from that, which is obvious, and then the three word, is coming to qualify, not why if you did b'meizid your chayev, but rather why if you did b'shayigin, your potter. Must have Rebelezer. So we try again. Rebelezer brings the following snake source. Goes for almost two lines. Um, once upon a time we had the Paraduma, the red heifer. And you use that, you take special water, and you take a special uh, cow, 
and you burn the cow, the ashes, you mix them together. The ingredients have to have been treated very, very uh, well. You cannot have used either of those ingredients, whether it's the water that you're going to use for the paraduma water or the cow that will eventually be burned that you can use the ashes. Not, you couldn't have used them or done any malacha with them previously for anything else. Says this Tanaic source, Let's say somebody does do work with water that's going to be used as the water for the mixture of the paraduma water or paraschatas with the cow. As far as dine adam, off the hook. By the way, can you see the damage that was done if the cow was once used for some other purpose? Or can you see if the water was. You're not going to see that. Yet, chayab bedine shamayim. In heaven, the guy's got a big red mark up on his uh, chart. Okay, that's the end of the Tanaic source. The E. Amerson, if you want to say, Hezek Shein Nick or Shmei Hezek, damages that are not even discernible is considered damages, then Bidine Adam Nami Lechayev. We don't understand the Psak in this, in this Tanaic source. Even Bidine Adam should be Chayev. It's Hezek, as a Nicker, but you're Chayev, so you should be Chayev. Question on Chizkia. Well, who brought this question on Chizkia? Rebel Lazar. Rebbe Lazar, who Moisivla, he asked it for whom Epharikla, and he himself answers it. Colon. That the cases here are where it's uh, actually very um, removed or subtle, the damage is being caused, even though it's not nicker. What would be examples of that? Paro, which I underline if it's the cow that you want to use as the paraduma later. You know what you did? Shehechnisa lerevaka. It was a little cute little red cow that eventually one day would be able to be a paraduma. You brought it into the corral, almanashetinoik vetidoish. What do you want to do? What do little cows do? They suckle milk from the mother cow. So you have a little cow. You brought it into the corral in area so that it should nurse or suckle or whatever that's called. Um, is that us, sir? That's not us, sir, at all. But also, when you did that, you had it walk over some grain and thresh it at the same time. Oh, that's like very subtle, the avoda that was done to it, and it was done at the same time as you were doing something mutter with it. Mechatas, I know mechatas, the paraduma water. What's the case where we said that work was done with the paraduma water? Sheshako behen mishkalois. You used it to, um, on a balance scale, you want to know do you have a pound of, do you have a liter or a kilo? Of cucumbers. I don't know. But here I have a liter of water. How much is a liter of water? One kilo. So you put on the balance scale the liter of water and you put the cucumbers on the other side. And when the scale is balanced, then you uh, know that you actually have a liter, uh, liter or cu- uh, kilo of cucumbers. Did you do anything directly to the water? No. Rava. The problem with this is that Rava had said, I circled his name, Mechatas Sheshako Bahen Mishkalois is Kshera. So subtle was what you had done that if you took water that you knew was a liter of water, and as water we usually give the context of a liquid measure. How much is a liter in kilograms? Exactly, a kilogram. That's what they are in the metric system. One kilo of weight equals one liter of water. That's how they got to a kilo. They used a liter of, of water. So if you were Shakman Mishkalois, Rava says, kosher, that water is still totally fine to be used for the paraduma water. Well, then what would you say over there? Because the person is not doing anything that damage. He didn't damage the water. Loikasha. So we come to a different approach. Habegufan, habekinegdan. When Rava said what he did, which would have been a problem, that was a different way. Let's say you have um, a big container of water 
and you have it marked at uh, one liter, two liters, three liters, little shinsais on the side of the gedein, and you put a liter of water in, and then you put, um, uh, you want to know if you have the equivalent of a liter of meat. So you know what you do? You wrap the meat up in a plastic bag and you put it into the water, and the water level rises. I think this is called displacement. So by displacement, are you actually using the water there or just the weight of the water? You're actually using the water. The water is rising. That's where Rava has said is din, whereas the Mishnah is bekinegdan. We're using a, like a balance scale where it's more indirect. So the question is one second. You're explaining the case of, uh, uh, um, of the water where it would be, according to Rava, begufan, but maisa kavid behu. You're actually doing something with the water. You're taking the water and the water level is rising. The E, and if you want to say the hezek shino nikr, shmei hezek, Bedine Adam, Nami Lechayev. Because then there should be a Chiyuv in Dine Adam also, and there isn't. Ella! So we have to come on to a different approach. Keep both of them as being on a balanced scale. You're not using the displacement for the water. Ella Idi Vidi, Bekinegdan. By the way, there's one other requirement when it comes to Paraduma water for it to stay kosher. You have to keep in mind that you're going to use this stuff for Paraduma water. If you have a Hesechadas, you end up thinking about the stock market or the soccer scores or the challenge that you're making for Shabbos. It, it actually ruins the hesachadas. Will ruin water from being able to be supported with water. That's the situation. But like Kasha, ha, the mission is the asach daite, where the person in charge of it and the hesachadas was focusing on something else. Ha, and Rava's case would be the low asach daite. I don't know if there's a real two dots or a phony two dots, but do we have another triangle here in this massive? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here's a third question again. On if you say hezek shenu nikush me hezek, then what do you do? So says the snake source, Masavra Papa. Imagine this is like in the old days in Israel, they used to have like the uh, Israeli shekel, and what we have now is the new Israeli shekel. At a certain point, uh, inflation got out of control. They changed the currency. It's, it would happen a lot more frequently, certainly the time of the Gemara, where different currencies were current. You could use them, and they would go out of circulation. Um, let's say let's say I steal your money piece and then I have it in my possession and the government announces okay those money pieces are now worthless okay can I knock on the door hey uh, you're Achmiel I'd just like to give this back that I stole to you say thank you so much Horowitz it's like worthless to me now but I'm giving you back the actual coin that I stole six months ago or truma venitmes let's say somebody stole uh, somebody else's truma but then it became tame. He didn't make it to him. He came to me. Or, Yerachim's got these like really delicious uh, oatmeal cookies. And a week before Pesach, I come and I steal those cookies. And then a week after Pesach, I come back and I return them. What happened to those cookies in the interim? Those chametz she'avar alav ha-pesach, which is now basically Aser. So chametz she'avar alav ha-pesach, the gazlan in all of these cases, if he returns the actual item, not a replacement, the actual item, the gazlan can say to the nigzal, Listen, I'm giving you back your same thing. Don't hide. Say, listen, it's not worth anything now, or it's us or now. I'm giving you the exact same thing. Now, that's the end of the snake source. E, if you want to say, like Chizkiah, that Hezek Shenu Nikr, Shmei Hezek, these are all cases. Is there a damage? Certainly there's a, a damage over here. But if you want to say it's considered down high, then this person, this, my example, me, Horowitz, Gazlan who? I stole something. There was a big Hezek Shein or Nicker with it. I'm considered a Gazim. Should I have to pay like real money to compensate you for that? Question on Chizkiah. Answers the Gemara. Tiyufta. Seems like this would actually refute Chizkiah. So Chizkiah, who wanted to explain things as saying Hezek Shein or Nicker really is considered a Hezek, 
This kind of refutes that approach. The Gemara, as it often does, when it tiyuvtas one side of a machlokas, tries to say, well, actually, maybe you could say it's a machlokas tanoim. Leima ketanoi. Let us say, or should we say, or could we say that this is a machlokas tanoim? Following Tanaic source. Goes for about two and a half lines, and it's going to be a machlokas between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. Here it is, and we're very familiar with the topic of this Tanaic source. It's the same thing as the topic of our Mishnah. Hametame or medamea or menasech, any of those three things to somebody else's stuff. Echad sheik vechad mezid chayev. Doesn't make a difference why it was done, whether purpose or even accident. There would be a chiyuv diva rabbi meir. I boxed rabbi meir. And rabbi Yehuda, who I also boxed daimer. Oh no, it depends. If the one who's responsible for this did it b'shegig, he's potter. If he did b'mezid on purpose, he's chayev. Okay, obviously there's a machlokas between rabbi meir and Rabbi Yehuda. That's the end of the Tanaic source. My lahav, baha kamifligi. So should we not understand these two Tanayim as arguing in the following? Colon. Marsav, Rabbi Yehuda said across the board there's a chiyuv here. That must be, you know why? Because hezek sheinu nikr, shmei hezek. That would be one approach. Kama. And what would be another snake approach? Umarsavar, this would be Rabbi Yehuda, lo shmei hezek. That hezek sheinu nikr is not considered Hezek. And that is why, since it's not considered Hezek, Bishogeg would be Potter. Can we say that? No. Amar, and I, I actually, I, probably an older mark, I don't know if I would do this now, I firebox from Nachum Bar Yitzchak, because we're going to really be preoccupied with Nachum Bar Yitzchak through a good part of Sunday's uh, Shir, to, through Nundalit all the way to the Yamud Beis. Either way, you definitely want to mark the name. Everyone agrees. Hezek Nikr, Lo Shmei Hezek. I double underline the low. Now, if Hezek Nikr is not considered a Hezek, then we got a real problem with Rabbi Meir up above, which is really a question on Rabbi Meir. Why in the world would then there be a Chiyuv and Shoyi? We understand Mezid. You don't want people running around destroying other people's things spiritually. But why Mezid V'Hacha and the machlokas that we had in the Bryce about five lines ago, you know what the Ikra point there is? Do we, the Rabbanan, see a need to consent, not only a case of where I was metamer, metamer, menasech, your stuff on purpose, for sure. How about b'shoigig? Is it important that people know even if they do a b'shoigig, they're chayev, so they'll know they want to be mezid or not? That's the machlokas, colon. Demar Sav, our mayors of the opinion, I wrote above Mar, Rebmeyer, that yes, the Rabbanon felt to make sure that people don't metame or midame other people's stuff amazed, even Shaygeg, we're going to say they're liable. Whereas Mar Savar, I wrote about this Rabbi Yehuda, lo kansu shayigatu mazid, and that's why the mazid is chayiv, but the shayigatu is pater. Okay. The thing with this is that we have another Tanaic source that seems to show Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Yehuda saying exactly opposite of what they say over here. I put a question marking in the margin. Starts here and goes down till, well, uh, I guess fittingly enough for us, about eight lines later, first one line is Kasha. So let's see the following Brysa, and the Gemara is going to uh, point out that, boy, it seems like both Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda are saying the opposite. In the Gemara of Rami, and we bring a question from one Tanakh source to another Tanakh source to Rabbi Meir versus Rabbi Meir, and also Rami to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda, Sanya. On Shabbos, you're supposed to boil up a 
pot of milk? No. What's the iser? Bishel. Bishel is usher on Shabbos. Let's say someone went ahead and was mevashel on Shabbos. Oh, there's a machlokas tanaim as to the results of that which was cooked. What can you do with it or not? So says the Bryce, hamevashel b'Shabbos, colon, b'shoigeg, I squiggle underlined, yoichal. If it was done b'shoigeg, you can eat it. B'mezid, if this bishel was done on Saturday morning, purposely you knew, and lo yochal, Dive Rabbi Meir. And I uh, boxed Rabbi Meir. Okay. Does it sound like there's a kanas of Shagigatu Mezid over there? If you cooked and you did it, B'mezid, you can never eat what you cooked on Shabbos. If you did it B'shoigig, you can eat it right away. Does it sound like Rabbi Meir is making a kanas of Shagigatu Mezid? Not at all! B'mezid, it's totally usher. But you did it B'shoigig, it's totally mutter. That's Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yehuda, who we boxed Oimer, what does he say? Well, he says, B'shoigig, I school on B'shoigig, Yoichal Shabbos. And I double underline Yoichal Shabbos. If this cooking was done on Saturday morning, let's say, and it was an accident, you can eat it, but you have to wait till Saturday night, the amount of time it would take. B'mezid, lo yochal alamas, if you had done the cooking of B'mezid, you could never eat it. Okay? B'shoigig. Can you eat it right away, or you have to wait till like an hour and a half after Shabbos? You have to wait. Right. Why? Seems like you're going to constant shoigig after the case of Mezid. Now that's Rabbi Yehuda, and that's the opposite of Rabbi Yehuda said before. Rabbi Yehuda was the one who said, you do not make a kanash shoigat to Mezid. Here he says that you do. Let's just finish up the snake source, and then we'll bring out the stiras. Rabbi Yochanan Asan, who was the third snake opinion, I just underlined him, because he's, we're not bringing him for, for necessarily to mention anything directly. Oimer, he says, B'shoigig not you, the guy who boiled it up. Um, you can never eat it. Other people could eat it, but it has to wait till Mosi Shabbos. And B'mezid, we're really going to throw the book at you. You cooked on Shabbos? Lo yochalo lamis. Lo lo velo You can't eat it. Nobody else can eat it. It's totally usher. Okay, bottom line. That's the end of the thanks for us. The Gemara points out. Kashra Meir Meir, Kashra Behuda Behuda, which I tried to bring out as we were reading the Brisa, what Rabbi Meir had said previously that we do make Kanashogatumes, it seems like we don't over here. And Rabbi Huda said previously that we do not, it seems like we do. Well, the Gemara um, is, again, it's a longer sugya, but we'll, we'll get through at least uh, answering this point. Did Rabbi Meir, did Rabbi Meir like Kasha? There is no stira. Why? We have to ask ourselves, is the issue at hand a derabanan iser or a deraisa issue? You know what Rabbi Meir's rule of thumb is? If the issue is a derabanan issue, it's very important to give strength to the derabanan. Most people look at a derabanan, if they're not really religious, and say, eh, it's only the rabbi said it. Therefore, we have to kikanis. When is it that we're going to make this kanas? Be derabanan. Only in the realms of derabanan. I would, uh, I don't know how I, I, the better way to mark it, but I just used uh, triangles and diamonds over here. I put a triangle on the Durabanan. So in the realm of Durabanan, there is a Kanas, whereas Delray says, if you can open like, the good book and show like a traditional uh, Sephardi person that you can't do it, you're going to stay far away from it. In other words, the typical Jewish approach to Delray is you're much more, you take it much more seriously, and therefore with Delraysa, we put a diamond around Delraysa, low Kanas. There's no Kanas necessary to have people keep it. Okay. So what was the list of things in our Mishnah? 
One second. Last time I checked, if I pour out wine, the shame the avodah That's a daraisa. So the gemara asks, "Vaham menaseich daraisa hu vechakonis." And yet we saw that there is a liability over there. Well, the gemara says that's true because there's like daraisas, and then there's the biggest of big daraisas. What's like the biggest of big avodah And therefore, right. Normally daraisas we don't, but mishum chumra davides kachavim because of the intensity of the aver of avodah zara konis um they did make the kanas. Okay, that was within Rabbi Meir. Let's go back to the Rabbi Yehudas. The original Rabbi Yehuda seems to say we don't make the kanas, but yet the Rabbi Yehuda in this Hamavashal Vishabes case seems to say we do. So Rabbi Yehuda actually seems to have like the opposite svara. Says Rabbi Yehuda, or Rabbi Yehuda will tell you, ki lo kanas, I double nine the low. Where do we not make a kanas? In the derabanans. Bid araisa, they put a triangle around Durabanan, put a diamond around Duraisa, yes, kanis. So Rabbi Yehuda will tell you that there's no kanas in the Durabanans, and, and that's why there would be no liability if it was done uh Bid araisas, there is going to be a kanas shaygatu mazid, which is why Mavashal Bishabis, we will constant in the case of Shaygig, that it can only be eaten after Shabbos, after the Mazid. We'll ask the Gemara of Ahamenaseich, which we know is a Daraisa, Velo Kanis. In the case of Menaseich, we did not concentrate to Mezid. Well, and here's the opposite Svara. You know why? If you tell someone they're going to be the equivalent be zapped with lightning from Shammai if you're doing a Vodazora, you know what they're going to probably think to themselves? I'm not doing a Vodazora. I'm not getting close to a Vodazora. Mishum Chumra Davadis Kaychavim, Mivdal Badili Mine. It's the opposite effect. People will stay far away from it, and therefore there's no reason to make the um, kanas. Normally in Darais there is, but for Avadazara, where people anyway stay far, far away from it, Mivdal Badilimine, and therefore no reason to make the kanas. Okay. Um, we'll pick up Yom on Sunday with the Rami Durab Meir, Adur Meir, Bidaraisa, that even within the Darais, it seems like we have a stira within the Meir's. Adkan.